Did the Sun Devils suddenly get a really strong offensive line this offseason? You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything. Arizona State Sun Levels. Thanks as always for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. You can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back in to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Today, we are going to be taking a look at the offensive line. And we were supposed to talk about the top returning players on offense and the top returning players on defense today. However, last night, we got some uh, pretty big news for the Sun Devils that they are landing offensive line transfer Jason, or not Jason, Jalen Clem. Clem is coming from Washington. This is a guy who redshirted in 2022 and was the starting left tackle for the team this past season. And if you if you slept under a rock this year, the the Huskies had one of the best offensive lines in the nation. They were unbelievably good. They're sending guys to the pros. They've got guys who are returning for them. And Jalen Clem enters the transfer portal as one of the better offensive line guys in there. And the Sun Devils land him. And that's where we're going to start this conversation. Is I, I want to talk about Jalen Clem. Because you look at this kid and it just feels like he checks off a lot of different boxes for you. Obviously, he was a starter for what was arguably the best offensive line in football last year. He's somebody who has been able to uh, just get better as he uh, redshirted his freshman year. So class of 2022 prospect, a very high three-star kid and just develops, man. He just develops really, really well. And he's, he's still a little light. He's 6'5", 281. You would like to see him put on at least 20 pounds, but I mean, other than that, he looks the part and he's going to be coming to Arizona State and firmly in the conversation for being the starting left tackle of the team. Now, to me, it feels like there's really uh, two guys that you will be or three total. There's two other guys is what I'm saying that feel like they could be the starting left tackle for the team, Uh, not just Clem, but Bram Walden, who I am a very big fan of as well as Joshua Atkins, the transfer from Hawaii. You add Clement to that mix, and now you've really got yourself some really, really, really good competition here. We'll talk about competition as well, but with Clem, you might just have a plug-and-play starter. And as somebody who is a big Bram Walden guy, Bram Walden has been banged up and he's not really had a chance to be a full-time starter, which is one of the reasons why when I talk about him, I say that he's a very high upside guy 
He's somebody that I have talked about plenty of times before as a high upside player. That said, uh, Jalen Clem does have starting experience, and he could very well be the starting left tackle. Clem was also recruited out of high school as an interior offensive lineman, and even in the transfer portal, he was listed as an interior offensive lineman. So even if Walden gets the starting position as the left tackle of the team, you could still get Clem out there. And that's, that is a huge boon for you to be able to know that no matter what happens, Jalen Clam is likely one of your five starters here. You can find him a role inside. You can plug him at left tackle, whatever it might be. I have no idea if he can play on the right side, but you can experiment with it and just see the different ways that you can incorporate him into the offensive line. Huge addition. Absolutely massive. But again, you're you're putting him in the left tackle battle with Bram Walden and with Josh Atkins. Atkins, again, coming from Hawaii, has some playtime experience there. You feel like you're in good hands with the, with the offensive tackle competition. Because even on the right side, you still have Emmett Boley, who's returning from injury. You have Max Ionaker, who's coming back after uh, one year with the team as a as a Ju- uh, Juco transfer. And then, of course, potentially, the guys you have participating in the left tackle competition could slide to right tackle. Again, it, it's very different. You can't just plug and play these guys from one side to the other. There, there's a whole mindset that goes behind it and all that sort of stuff. But nonetheless, I mean, if you're just trying to find your best five, which I am very much a put your best five offensive lineman out there, you could very well have more than enough depth here. I mean, seriously, you could you could field three of these guys. Like you could have Bram Walden at left tackle, uh, Emmett Bully or Max Ionaker at right tackle, and then slide Jalen Clem in as one of your guards. Like that is such a high upside potential lineup for you. But then you've got more guys on the interior as well that are going to be able to back them up. And Lee Fontanu was back. He was a very, very, very good center for you last year. Quality at worst. Someone who I feel is going to come in as potentially the best and most proven offensive lineman for this team, especially after playing the majority of last season. He was really the only guy who was even able to stay uh, mostly healthy for the team. You're going to have Ben Coleman, who's returning, a former All-Pac-12 player with Cal. He missed all of last year recovering from an injury. Plug and play. He's going to be a starter for you, for sure. Unless he just absolutely stinks, which I don't see that happening. He is going to be a starter for you. You got Sean Na'a, who's coming back, who played three games at right guard, but also played some played some games at left tackle when Isaiah Glass decided to turn his back on the program. So he's got plenty of playtime experience. So that could be your starting interior right there is Lee Fontanu, Ben Coleman, Shana. That is so quality, man. Like at worst, it's quality. I feel like that could be a really good combination as well. But you brought in a lot of guys. You brought in two transfers with Joey Sua and Issy Matatia. Uh, you've got recruits that are coming in, Terrell Kim, Champ, Champ Westbrooks, uh, Samisi Tonga, Suka Saluni. There are 
so many guys who are going to compete. And as anybody knows, competition brings out the best in guys. You are looking at a situation where there is so much depth, so much good competition. They, this isn't even all the guys. Like, there's plenty of other guys on the roster, Kate Briggs and so many other dudes that I don't have listed here. There is more depth along the offensive line than we could have dreamed of last year. And it also doesn't help that last year the, the team just was absolutely ravaged with injuries across the offensive line. You had a different starting lineup in all 12 games last year. That's not ideal. You're going into this year under the assumption that everybody's healthy. I don't think it's fair to go into into a year and assume that everyone's going to get injured. I don't, I don't think that's realistic. You look at last year and it's more of an outlier to me. You can't, you just can't go into it. Even guys that are injury prone. I, I feel like you need to give guys benefit of the doubt. Although I, I can be guilty of that for sure. That being said, this is a good looking offensive line. I know last year uh, when we were talking to some of the coaches, they said, we feel like we're too deep. That didn't end up being the case. You might be too deep this year because you've got five tackles. You've got a ridiculous amount of interior guys. I don't know who would be the true backup to Lee Fontanu, but I still feel like no matter what, you are going to have guys that are going to be able to come out and start for you in a pinch or just rotate in. Like you've got guys that could help you do heavy sets because Kenny Dillingham has mentioned before that he wants to have more of a pro style approach. And if you're doing heavy set offenses where you're going to bring in a sixth offensive lineman, well, geez, dude, you got no shortage of guys you want to throw out there. You just talked about Jalen Clem, Bram Walden, Josh Atkins. You can get all three of them out there if you wanted to. There is absolutely no shortage here of depth. And when you just, you you look at this unit, there are guys that aren't going to see playing time, right? You've got four recruits coming in and it's very realistic. All four of them redshirt. You had guys that redshirted last year who still might not be able to play because of the proven guys. But then that just evolves into depth down the road. You have, you have so many more guys in 2025, like, there is so much upside here between proven starters and transfers and guys who played for you last year. You have got so many different avenues to approach this offseason and approach the, the unit that you're going to yield. Again, I am absolutely somebody of the mindset that you need to roll out your best five and kind of figure it out as you go. You have plenty of guys like I love Clem. I love Walden. I love Bully and Fontanu and Coleman and Naa. And then you've got the guys who are coming in as transfers like Josh Atkins and Joey Sua. Like there is so many different, different combinations that you can come up with and they're going to experiment and they're going to find, they're going to, they're going to find out, you know, who works the best with each other. Uh, who's more comfortable at what positions they're going to be able to do that. And thankfully there's some really high upside players as well. We're going to talk about those high upside players in just a moment. This is the locked on some of those podcasts, 
part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. A happy Super Bowl to those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I'm going to get myself that buffalo chicken dip and take a look at some player props for receptions, yards, and all that good stuff. FanDuel has so many different ways for you to end your season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel has bets for who's going to score a touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and much more. New customers, you join today, you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. I appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in to the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on those notifications. And of course, if you're looking for something to watch when you don't have anything else to do, check out Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube. It's a 24-7 streaming that keeps you up to date on everything. So it's got pro news. It's got college news. It's every league. So it's it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey. They're going to keep you up to date on everything. So no matter what it is you're interested in, they're going to have you covered. Let's get back into our conversation. I mentioned some high upside players, and I want to highlight these three guys in particular. Of course, as I mentioned, there are some insanely, insanely talented guys. And one person I want to shout out that I didn't have in the three here is Max Ionaker. He's he's a big dude. He had some playtime last year. He dominated Juco. There is a very, very, very realistic chance he is your starting right tackle to start the year, and maybe the whole year. That is a bully. And as long as he is able to stay healthy, which is the caveat for all of these guys, but if he does that, he's a beast. Would not be surprised. But I do want to mention these three guys. I want to highlight them as my biggest high upside guys. We'll start with Bram Walden. You know, I've I've talked about him plenty of times. I'm going to talk about him some more. Bram Walden was a four-star coming out. He's a local kid. He had some playtime last year when he was healthy. He looked pretty good. I'm not saying he was was an all-conference player. He definitely had some struggles. But as a whole... I feel that Bram Walden has got one of the largest ceilings on this team for the offensive line. I I would venture to say he probably is the biggest high upside player on this team right now. I feel like that could be a hot take. I'm curious what you guys think. Let me know what you think of Walden in the comments. But Bram Walden's a beast, man. And he's somebody that in in a perfect world, plug and play. And I, I use that phrase a lot. And I, and I know that I need to work on getting away from that. But Walden, to me, just looks the part of a, of a left tackle that could potentially find himself at the next level. I'm not going to call him a franchise guy because he still has some stuff to prove. I'll even walk back the plug and play 
that feels like his upside is to be plug and play and find him just a spot anywhere, not even specifically at left tackle, but the the upside that Bram has here has me thinking he could be one of the better offensive tackles that the Sun Devils have had in the last 10 years. I really like this kid. I also want to talk about Jalen Clem some more because with Clem, he's versatile. Again, he was recruited as an interior guy coming out of high school. He was listed, at least according to 24-7 sports, as the as the interior guy, once again, as a transfer. And he has left tackle experience. He's got experience all over the place. You have a player like that. And like I said towards the beginning of the podcast, slot him in somewhere. Because even if he, quote unquote, loses the left tackle camp battle, good news, you can put him at guard. Oh no, not not a high upside guy at guard. What are we going to do? The thought of of Bram Walden and Jalen Clem finding playing time on the field at the same time as younger guys has me feeling that not only are you going to be set for 2024, but you could have guys for 2025. And with Clem's case, you could have him for three more years. I think Walden's got two more years. You have such a good problem to have with Bram Walden and Jalen Clem because no matter how it shakes out, you could still get them both on the field at the same time. And let's say Clem wins the starting left tackle spot. Bram could potentially slide in at right tackle. It's it like I said, it it's not an easy transition. And there's a lot of like actual mindset stuff that goes into switching from the left to the right side. But again, with my logic and with my mentality of get your best five out there, find a way to get Bram Walden on the field. As long as he proves that he can live up to the upside I believe he has, and as long as he proves to the coaching staff that he is worthy of just slotting somewhere, find a place for him. Last guy I want to talk about is Ben Coleman. And Coleman did not get to play last year. And because of that, there are not a lot of people that are going to be talking about Ben Coleman, at least in like your mainstream media. Sure, there's going to be some some guys who do a lot of scouting for the Sun Devils that are going to be high on him. Uh, you're going to have someone like me who is just kind of holding on to that hope after being really high on him last year. You're gonna There's going to be people that talk about him, but your mainstream media is not going to be highlighting Ben Coleman. And that's a mistake. When he was healthy and playing at Cal, he dominated. He was an all he was an all conference player. So if he is back to form, he is at least your highest floor player for me. Like you know what you're getting with Ben Coleman. At worst, he starts 12 games, 13 games, whatever. That that is your worst case scenario is he starts every game for you. Your best case scenario is he gets back to being an all-conference level player. And to me, when you lost Ladarius Henderson last offseason, he transferred over to Michigan. When you lost him, you could 
absolutely just see such a drastic drop off. If Coleman is healthy and if he returns to form, he feels like you're Ladarius Henderson in the sense of you got someone that you know you can rely on, somebody that you can feel nothing but confidence for him to be able and play at least at a good level, let alone a great level. That's where I'm at with Ben Coleman. And the best part about these three that I highlighted, they could all play at the same time. You can have Bram at left tackle. You can have Clem and Coleman both at a guard spot. You would have Lee Fontanu at center and then right tackle. Who knows what you do? Maybe Ian Aker is able to start. Maybe Sean Na'a is able to uh, just be that swing guy for you. Maybe Josh Atkins can line up at right tackle. I, I don't know where he's going to end up being for this team. But the three guys I highlighted in a perfect world could all play together. That is, that's high upside. And that's why those three make the most sense to me as high upside players. They are absolutely tantalizing to think about as guys who can all be on the field at the same time. High upside players, guys that I feel could be big time difference makers. And overall, there's been a huge improvement on this team. We're going to talk about it in just a moment. This is the Lockdown Sunnivals Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Passion, drive, patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're in the speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And the eBay Guaranteed Fit makes sure that your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because at eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotor.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, available only to U.S. customers. One more time, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications. I appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in. And a shout-out to my everydayers who are here every day. Make sure that you check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, college, pro, every league. They're going to keep you up to date on all the biggest news. We're going to wrap up our conversation now with the much-needed improvement that this team needed. Even last year, there were guys that were liabilities along the offensive line. And injuries aside, there are times where you just flat-out need an upgrade. There is one guy in particular who stands out to me. I mentioned him earlier in the podcast. I'm not going to mention him again. Anyone who knows already has an idea who I'm talking about. Uh, It's just not worth feeding a fed horse over and over again. The bottom line, though, is even guys that are returning are going to have another year under their belt and are going to be a little more used to the way the offense runs and what the expectations are. You're getting upgrades there. But you also were just getting upgrades from the transfer portal and the recruiting class and everything else. Like, You have Josh Atkins coming in from Hawaii, a guy who is a proven player. 
that is someone that you could immediately slot to be the starting left tackle. And then you allow Jalen Clem and you allow Bram Walden and you allow the other guys to be able to compete either behind him or across from him. That feels like a very, very realistic situation that the Sun Devils could find themselves in is just having somebody that you you know what you're getting, right? You know what you're getting out of this guy. Put him in, let him do his thing. God forbid he doesn't work out. You got the depth behind him. That That's the kind of improvement that you're seeing here is the depth. And we talked about the depth already, but really just to emphasize it, this depth that you have along the, in, excuse me, not interior, along the entirety of the offensive line should have you very excited. Again, I mentioned like 10 guys and there's still so many more players behind them. There is no shortage of competition. They have brought in so many guys. You bring in two interior guys through the transfer portal, four recruits. You bring in two transfers at offensive tackle slash uh, Jalen Clems a little bit of both. You have your redshirt freshmen that are coming back from last year. You've got guys like Walden and Ian Naker and Coleman and Fontanu who are coming back after last season. There is nothing but drastic improvement that you have seen across the offensive line. And I truly believe that with all my heart is that you have seen so many guys and so many new high upside, high floor, whatever it is that you want to call it. It is very exciting. And you have to be excited for what it's going to do to the rest of your offense. One of the biggest struggles the Sun Devils had last year was pass protection. Even beyond the sack numbers, they were just giving up so many pressures that even if your quarterbacks got the ball out in two, three seconds as, as quick as they could, they were still getting guys right in their face. And part of that's the injuries. And part of that is the depth getting absolutely decimated. But you're going into this offseason, in my opinion, with more depth. And at, at least more upside and more talent and more potential. That I firmly believe with all my heart is you're going to go into this offseason and you have to be confident that you can roll out several different starters. You have three different guys that can play left tackle. You've got Clem that can be slotted in. You've got an unbelievable amount of guards that you could throw in there. You've got guys that are coming back as red shirts. You've got guys that are that are coming in as recruits. There's there are so many different lineups that you could throw out here. Like Kenny Dillingham said last offseason, he feels like they are too deep along the offensive line. The injuries devastated that. You you could look at this unit and not only feel not only feel too deep but also feel that whatever you decide to roll out, you should feel confident in it. There, there's just a good blend of everything. There's veteran guys. There's young dudes. There's proven transfers. There's high upside players. There is just a really good, healthy mix and a big melting pot 
of so many different guys who bring so many different things to the table. That's where I get so, so excited about this unit is the amount of possibilities here and the overall improvement that you're seeing in terms of depth and upside and whatever stuff that I've been saying until I'm blue in the face, the amount of improvement that you are seeing from year one to year two under Kenny Dillingham, no matter how they roll it out. Heck, you can do another 12, like you can do a different starting alignment in all 12 or 13 games again. And I would still look at it and be like, yeah, I can roll with that. You you could rotate. You could do Bram, Walden, uh, uh, Jalen Clam, Clem, excuse me, and uh, Josh Atkins at tackle and have them each play four games. And I would still look at it like, cool, sounds good because I trust those guys. Who knows? Maybe this podcast comes back to bite me in the butt and it's not true at all. But as of right now, what I'm looking at with these guys is nothing but confidence. I want to know what you guys feel about this offensive line, though. So let me know in the comments. You can hit me up on Twitter, RichieBrad36. You can find the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. But wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. I appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in. Like I said, we were supposed to talk about the best returning players on offense today. And the defensive players tomorrow, that'll be switched up. So tomorrow will be the best returning players on offense. And on Thursday, you will have the best returning players on defense. So make sure that you guys stay in touch with that. I'll see you then. Until that time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Level.